Hi, welcome back to Two Pink Clowns. I'm Faith, and our special guest star today is no other than Caitlin. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> she is back, you know? And you might be wondering, Faith, what gave you the idea to have a guest star of Caitlin on the podcast? Well, well I'll tell you. I was actually in a, in a video call with her. I was looking at her. I'm like, man... You know who'd be a really good guest on the podcast? It would be Caitlin. I was very tired. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second to realize, like, oh, wait. She is a host. <laughs> so that is what happens when you don't get sleep. <laughs> go to sleep, kids. Stay in school, kids, and go to sleep. <laughs> so after two rounds of college stories and or advice... I am coming on to do the same thing. <laughs> after all you after all of that time of college stories, you might be sick of college stories, but you can't be because Caitlin has more. It's mo actually no, it's not mostly advice. It's just my experience. Caitlin uh, has no advice. I mean it's not it's not advice, just like don't do what I did, I guess. Or or do what I did. Because Caitlin in, has anti-advice. In some respects, I did do a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. On that interesting note. <laughs> I have been sick for the past week, which we will get into later. But I had some spicy fever dreams <laughs> yeah. when, I, when I was having a fever in the middle of the night. So, Hence, a literal fever. <laughs> so, dream time with Caitlin. First one, it was earlier in the week, I don't remember when it was, uh, but the, it was another dance dream because I guess, like, I've ha I have so much trauma related to dance <laughs> that it just won't leave my brain. <laughs> and, uh, so I was in this dance studio and it had really big windows that people could see through from the outside. So the windows looked out on this little grassy area. It was kind of like a picnic spot, and there were parents out there having, having picnics, uh, socializing, et cetera, while their kids were in class. And my parents were there, and they told me that my chemistry teacher and her daughter were going to come watch me in rehearsal. That was pretty cool. And later in the dream, while I was dancing, I did see my chemistry teacher's daughter in the studio sitting on the side. So that was fun. And it was Nutcracker rehearsals run by the president of the swing dance club at my, at my college. So that was a little bit weird. But she did also come from a ballet background. She did have a Russian teacher. So we bonded over that. And, in the uh, dream or in real life? <laughs> in real life. In real life. But okay. yeah, she was running these Nutcracker rehearsals and we were we weren't learning anything without the music first. We were just trying to recall the choreography from the last year, which is basically what we did with Albert all the time because we never did like new choreography for snow or anything like that. So uh, we did we were doing snow and you know that triangle section space where we all get in the triangle formation and we do a little thing with pot of berets. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I remember, because I didn't, I, didn't I like that. <laughs> no, it's not that I didn't like it. I remember, you know, being very new to the studio, and it's like, do this thing, and I'm like, I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. I had done it for a number of years, so I knew it, and I, like, I led that dance once, so I had to know it. <laughs> I had to mm -hmm. know, like, the correct counts and everything, so I was doing it correctly, and, like, a lot of people did it correct for the first half of it, because it's more easy in the first half. But people started getting confused after a while, but I kept going. And so, uh, so the swing club president, like, turned around and was like, great job, <laughs> as the music was going on, because I was one of the only ones that was still continuing and remembered it. And I think, I don't think you were among the ones that were confused face, but you were there and we were, I think you were like ahead of me in line. I saw you at a 
corner of my eye. Now we left. know it's a dream because I think I'm slightly taller than you, so it would not we, be. In front we of know you. that. Yeah, actually, maybe the listeners don't, but yes, you're taller than me. <laughs> so yeah, it sounded so rude. Like Faith, we know we are disembodied voices to these people. <laughs> yeah, they don't know us. Continue. Yeah, I mean, unless. It was apparent with the SWAT, the Cygnus dance video, which I rewatched recently. Uh, they might not know that you are taller than me. But in theory, I would always be in front of Faith in line because I am short. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and like after the triangle section, we all run and create a semicircle and like kneel on the ground. And then something else happens in the middle. Normally, that is like the younger kids do a little do a little thing. They do a ditty. But this time, it was these three beautiful people. Uh, it was it was a I wrote this the opposite. It is two guy no two girls and one guy like doing partnering in the middle while we were all like laying down on the floor, and like the rest of the dream was. Uh, the girl giving corrections to them specifically even though <laughs> even though the triangle section was a shit show she was focusing in on these people beautiful people beautiful people that's all i remember about that i was like wow they're really pretty <laughs> but you uh, said that about like both of them that's how you know caitlin's thigh she's looking at both of them like ah pretty like wow <laughs> wow when so you become so bi, one. you become Owen Wilson. <laughs> I mean, with Loki, there are a lot of people that ship Loki and Mobius. Mm-hmm. Like the TV show. I think Loki ships Loki and himself. So. Yeah. I would say <laughs> that's spoilers, but, you know, I haven't even seen the show, so I don't even know what that's about. Yeah. I think... I just know mild spoilers. I think neither of those ships are good. I didn't see... I didn't pick up on any of like any chemistry with Mobius in my opinion. Did you know Owen Wilson does not say wow once in that whole show? In Loki? Yeah. I would assume not. It's his thing though. I thought he yeah. I thought he'd at least <laughs> just slip up. <laughs> it would just come out of him without even even realizing. <laughs> he'd look at Loki and just go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Because some deep gut instinct told him to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was the first dream. And the second one is not really anything concrete. I was just very in and out of sleep that night. And I kept having the same sort of type of thing going on. It was, I was with my engineering team for that class, and we were designing parts and measurements for our little design thing and like one of my teammates asked me a question but I was like in fever dream mode like sweaty and like not focused at all he he asked me a question and then the like I checked numbers on the screen and they kept changing and like I couldn't answer his question so I felt bad that was fun I think dream guy will forgive you I hope so. <laughs> okay. You want to come in and talk about your business bitch adventures? Oh, I could add. Yes, I have plenty of those. But let me add, I had a dream last night. Oh, yeah. Uh, which yeah. is surprising because it was one of those nights where it's like, huh, I don't remember sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, my dream, very surreal. Very not as concrete as the infamous Weir's bus stream. We all remember that. Uh, there will be a test on it. No. <laughs> There'll be a pop quiz. Anyone who gets w- at least one question wrong will be banished. Um, but, yeah. So, what happened in my dream was... Uh, so, every year, apparently, um, as sort of a summer camp thing, me and my brother... And, like, you know, maybe other people who knows around our age. We go to uh, Hogwarts for a week for, like, you know, just to just to be at Hogwarts. And, like, the Hogwarts, the place, has turned into, like, everything's the same, but it's a summer camp somehow. <laughs> um, 
And in my mind, that's instead of there being books, like somehow there were books about Harry Potter. Um, I know because in the dream, I started to read one because Professor McGonagall told me to. Uh, she seemed very wise. <laughs> like, I remember I was I was hiding away in like some attic part of Hogwarts, like, which was also my house. <laughs> Hogwarts in my house have morphed into one. Okay. Um, it happens. And Professor McGonagall was like, you know, I'll read this book and you will remember. And I'm like, this is just Harry Potter. <laughs> um, uh, I remember McGonagall, while I was up in this attic thing, you know, reading because she told me to, uh, she was telling me about how Hogwarts is very different these days because kids are excited about the weirdest things. Uh, I feel like this had a deep message behind it. She said that kids going into Hogwarts are more excited about just even getting to stand in line to like before you enter the gates of Hogwarts because that's how you get there right it's like it's like a theme park ride where you just stand in a line um but they're more excited to stand in line like stand up up against the wall of the building of Hogwarts than like even the idea of just like you know going inside and being a wizard which I feel like could be interpreted as something deep or just stupid (laughs) yeah Um, yeah it could be like you know Sometimes you hype up things more in your mind and you can like, you know, you get more excited over ideas than reality. Or maybe Professor McGonagall was just telling me, you know, hey, stop, stop liking Hogwarts. <laughs> maybe that, that's your business bitch lesson because I know you've been. Business uh, bitching. I, yeah. <laughs> because you're uh, very excited to start it out, but there are things that you I have not expected she gets it. <laughs> yeah. To transition, because that, that was basically my dream. At some point, uh, we went from like my old, well, this, you know, the Hogwarts morph there was, um, uh, what's it called? It was also my old house, not the one I'm in right now. Uh, and then at some point in the dream, I went to eat my house before that, which was, you know, I did, it was two houses. <laughs> but yeah, what basically, I don't know if you ever felt this before. But it had a feeling of, like, like nostalgia, I guess. Like, I was in this place, and I felt like I had been there before, and it just felt, like, so familiar. I've had a couple dreams like that, uh, where it's just, just in, like, like this... a random place? Kind of, yeah. It's in a place that your brain sort of makes up. Like, maybe it takes, you know, aspects of your life that you've lived before, and while you're living that dream and even a bit when you wake up you just feel like you kind of miss it you feel like oh man I miss when I used to I miss when I used to go into the secret room in the library to hang out all the time then I wake up I'm like I do miss it wait that wasn't real but I miss it (laughs) does that make sense yeah I've had that like not with places but with people like I woke up this is another this was like right before the fever dream started but there is a I was, I woke up and I felt very comforted and I didn't know why, but like it caused me to remember the dream far after I woke up. So what happened was there is someone from my high school ended up on my college campus, like in one of the common areas. And we just sat and talked for a while about what we were experiencing currently and different things we noticed about college life that were a change or noticing ourselves changing. And it was like, it was very comforting, I guess. And I was like, wait, we need to get you away to get back to college because <laughs> it is very far away from here, I, I think. I'm not going to mention the school because that would, that would give away who it was. <laughs> but uh, I understand that. It's, it's a very like comforting feeling when I'm really not close with that person. Yeah, yeah. I don't, it just, it's so weird. And I feel like there must be something to explain it. It's sort of the same feeling I had when I was a kid. Uh, like, I forget what these are called. Um, there's like, I don't know, basically places as a kid that feel like really safe to you. Uh, like, I remember I always, I always loved being in libraries. Um, like, you know, 
libraries, uh, houses, like basically the houses I lived in, which was only like two, um, uh, well, technically three, like houses I lived in when I was little, um, the woods, like, I don't know, stuff that's sort of particular to like um, being a kid and like having specific memories there. Uh, those sometimes when they like sort of melt away into a dream, it's like, you know, it's like your brain create a false memory. And it's just like, oh, man, now I'm feeling feelings. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was also when I, like, believed in, like, oh, you know, uh, like, Narnia is a real place and, like, you know, fairies exist. Uh, it feels sad saying that. I'm like, that's not real. But it's like, oh, man, <laughs> I'm old now. Yeah. Just to add, like my perspective about the whole people thing I've mentioned before that a lot of people show up in my dreams that I'm not necessarily close with in real life but they like something happens they left an impact on you yeah exactly like they indicate something happens in the dream that indicates a close bond of some sort uh and I don't think that's literally those people in their consciousness reaching out to me I used to believe that now I do not uh I think it's just a way of my own brain comforting me in some way or disguising one concept as another concept to get through to me easier or something like that I think that's really smart I think you might be right in terms of uh it's like your brain might be trying to make up for the fact that you don't like you know even if not talking to that person doesn't really bother you like you know they like that you may might not have been that close uh, maybe it's just sort of artificial closure, I guess. Like, you know, because... Yeah, it can be in some cases. I can think of a couple examples of when that happened. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not, like, I'm not saying it's the case for all of them, but it's just, you know, uh-huh. it's a theory of film theory. <laughs> <laughs> one, well, one day we will have a full dreams episode where I can even get into, like, my more realistic dreams or ones that had an under a bigger underlying message maybe like yours has because there have been some really weird ones like that mm-hmm. yeah uh, there's, I I just I love woodpeckers sorry I see another one outside <laughs> <laughs> I saw a baby woodpecker the other day I think we're gonna put a picture up on the post that goes with this episode just because they're so cute and they're so small <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they were a thing. I, you know, which makes sense. Like everything starts off as a baby, but it's like because woodpeckers move across trees. I'm looking outside, not to just go on a tangent here. <laughs> woodpeckers, <laughs> the way they hop on trees is very specific to them. And like normally, I couldn't like you know, I couldn't tell you like ah yes, that is a reddish brown bird. That is a this kind of bird. But woodpeckers, it's like you know, if it's hopping on the tree in a certain way, I'm like ah shit that is a woodpecker <laughs> I feel it in my bones like even some blue birds I'm like that's a that sure is a blue bird <laughs> uh but no there's a soft spot in my heart for woodpeckers and the baby ones they're so small why you why <laughs> like it was just hopping on the tree by itself it's like <laughs> what are you doing go to your mom you can't do anything <laughs> but all right this is this time Business time, yes. Not to go off about my little love of woodpecker here. Um, <laughs> I think I'll have to make woodpecker-themed earrings to just, you know, feel better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I have started business. I make earrings at Faith's Fuzzy Creations on Instagram. But <laughs> not to plug myself here. But yes, I make earrings. Um, And uh, yeah, basically, I only... It's like I started for clout, I'll be honest. <laughs> because a lot of people seemed interested in the, the new Build-A-Bear axolotl. And I'm like, let me hop on this hype train and make some earrings of it. Uh, and I did. And of course, those are the most popular ones now. Uh, but starting a small business is no small feat. No, no, no. <laughs> Basically, you have to, when I, when I started out, you know, so long ago, like two weeks ago, <laughs> I was so young back then. Uh, But basically what you need to do is sort of get your brand out there. Like if you want to actually have customers here. So I've learned a lot with uh, trying to collaborate with people I see on Instagram because I'm 
Because all the time I see people are like, oh my gosh, I love, you know, this thing made by this person. Come check them out at this link. And I'm like, I could be this guy. <laughs> so um, I've reached out to people on Instagram and there's some, uh, there's some really helpful people. Some people who are, I'm convinced they're bots, <laughs> really confusing. Uh, basically my lessons from that are uh, when, like what I try to do, not to give away trade secrets, but I don't like to do like specifically paid promotions personally where it's like okay I pay you this amount of money you'll make a post for me I don't know why that just feels like it it feels like I'm paying for clout (laughs) Uh, what I try to offer first is like hey I'll give you a free pair of earrings uh, and you can make like an Instagram post for me because I you know even though a pair of earrings can be like you know at least to me worth uh, like 10 uh, 5 to 10 dollars uh, and then $3 plus shipping to the person. Um, at the, I feel like it's, you know, it's more publicity for me because if they wear the earrings and people are like, where'd you get them? They'll be like, oh, I got them for Fave and check her on Etsy. Like, you know, I just feel like it can be more helpful that way. Um, that makes but, sense. I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah, yeah. Because not only... Because, yes, uh, I have, which, you know, if you start a small business, you should keep, like, a bankroll sheet, which is a piece of loose leaf paper I wrote in choir practice. So, <laughs> um, but, yeah, you should tally up, like, even though Etsy specifically, Etsy is very, like, good with its, um, what's it called, like, keeping track of how much money you make, when you need to send orders out. Um, it will help you print out, uh, what's it called, a uh, packing slip. Like, so you could basically print out a packing slip, you pay for it. Um, Well, you don't necessarily have to pay for it. The person who buys your product from you will pay for it. And then you pay for the packing slip with that money. That makes sense. Um, But yeah, so uh, Etsy will do all that stuff for you. Etsy has a separate app called like Etsy for business, Etsy something. Basically, there's the Etsy app where you can just, like, you know, look at stuff and browse. Then there's the Etsy app where it's, like, you know, selling on Etsy. That's what it's called. Um, But, yeah, it does a lot of stuff for you. So that's pretty neat. Um, A recommendation is you start off with, like, uh, 10 products. I just have nine because I'm lazy. (laughs) But, yeah, it's it's been quite the learning experience. I like sewing a lot, so that's why I do it. I like making money because I'm an American uh, <laughs> uh, it's the American dream uh, make money be rich be a bitch hashtag two pink clowns <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah I would definitely recommend if you if you have something you want to sell then go for it I have a friend who's thinking of selling uh, painted point shoes on Etsy um, I personally I don't know who's going to buy them but go for it <laughs> I'm I just say that because it's like I'm not in the market for painted point shoes. They do look really cool, and I do admire anyone who can actually like you know paint a shoe. Like I can hardly paint a canvas. <laughs> so are but, they? They're not to dance in. They're just like decorations. No, that would be cool though. No, they're just like decorations you hang up. with. honestly, actually, yeah. I might. I would buy one if there was one like uh like if there was a Swan Lake themed one. That'd be like all right. You got me. <laughs> Like if you paint if you painted a point shoe with like a Barbie Swan Lake theme, it's like all right, I got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I make a bunch of I or at least I try. I've made a bunch of reels on Instagram to try to promote it. Uh, and what I've learned with Instagram is it will play with your emotions a lot. <laughs> uh, so you know, this is just in general. You should definitely take social media breaks because uh, when I was. I'll tell you one, like, story here. Uh, my experience with trying to promote myself on Instagram. Caitlin's heard it. All my friends have heard it because I like complaining. <laughs> but there's this one girl on Instagram. Uh, the first one I reached out to, actually, and I said, you know, said my spiel. Uh, I'm like, hey, I'll tr- I will trade you one pair of earrings for clout <laughs> for, you know, an Instagram post here. She said, she didn't say sure. She she said she just kept saying how cute my earrings were and like you know eventually I got her to say yeah that's great and give me like details and she made the post in the beginning I should have been skeptical because she wasn't speaking like a normal human being like she she wasn't a bot I could tell that um but she just 
I would ask her questions. I don't think she directly answered any of my questions. Like, it took me, like, at least a week to get this post up. Um, and, you know, her Instagram was being really buggy. Like, she wouldn't respond to me for three days. And then I saw a post in her story, like, hey, my Instagram's, like, down. Like, that's not a good sign. <laughs> um, like, I, of course, then I understood. It's like, okay, you know, so we can have internet issues and whatnot. But finally, she got the post up. And I was getting, I got so excited. I had, like, I was on serotonin high. Um, I've never done drugs, but I was very close. <laughs> uh, but yes, I was checking the posts like, you know, every like half hour, I'd say like, you know, how many likes did it get? And it was so cool to me. It almost got like 2000 likes. Uh, and, you know, it got a lot of people looking at my page. It got a lot of people, you know, looking at my Instagram, looking at my Etsy here. I think, you know, I don't think it was from that specifically, but, you know, I did eventually get like people to buy stuff. And then... I'm texting this girl back and forth and I'm like, okay, I finished, actually, I didn't finish making her earrings yet. Uh, I was like pretty close. I'm like, okay, I'm almost done making your earrings. Uh, can you text me her address? Which she never responded to, which is very strange. I had asked her directly uh, and don't give your address to strangers online unless they're me. But <laughs> I was just trying to say to her, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not a creep. I'm not a scammer. I'm just, you know, I don't know how to say this without sounding like one. Can I have your address so I can send you something? I'm not going to, like, post it online or anything. No one needs to go to your house. Uh, this, you know, delete it. I'll delete it as soon as, like, I use it here. Uh, but just to send you something. Uh, and she just, she said, like, yeah, sure, I'll send you my address. And she never did. <laughs> um, but, yeah, while I'm trying to discuss all this with her, I check her Instagram again. See, so like, oh, where's the like count at? And the post is gone. And I'm like, what? The <laughs> because at first you know Caitlin said give the benefit of the doubt and I was angry so I didn't um, <laughs> but uh at first I'm like okay she's had problems with her Instagram before whatever I'd just like to know what's up it had almost 2,000 likes had people in the comments really weird comments some of them one person said <laughs> they wanted to chew on them uh another person said the earrings looked like they had fear in their eyes uh so not hate comments very strange <laughs> uh but a bunch of people said they look really cute so I was like I want to see these comments I want to see how many likes it got where did it go so eventually he gets back to me the next day she's just like oh sorry uh I you know your post is only going to be up I only do sponsored posts uh for 24 hours and I'm like bullshit <laughs> because I looked through her Instagram and I found a sponsored post that had been up for months so I'm like hey no <laughs> this has been up for months and she said well you know they paid a different like you know uh they paid more than you did and basically and I'm like I didn't pay anything you didn't tell me your rates I I came in here with the assumption okay I give you a post it's your you know you post my thing it's just gonna be up for like a while it doesn't have to be up forever it's just be up for a while uh and I tried to be really professional about it I you know she did apologize. She said, sorry for not telling you, yada, yada. And I said, that's fine. I was just frustrated. And maybe in the future, just so this doesn't happen to anything, anyone else, you should tell them, even though this is sort of a different deal, because I realized she didn't say in her bio, usually if you're doing this sort of thing, they'll say in their bio, DM me for like my promo rates. She didn't have that. So I didn't think she did this a lot, but she did. She should have made that clear. <laughs> um, but so... I told her for the future, you should tell someone if they come to you with an offer like this, what your rates are instead of getting like too excited and being like, yes, I'll take it without telling me like, it's only going to be up for 24 hours. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and she hasn't gotten back to me. So that's fun. But now yeah. we wait. And now we wait. I don't think she's going to, I did make her a pair of earrings, but I already, I sent them to, someone else because it's it was just the axolotl ones if she does get back to me i'll make her another pair or all the same <laughs> um but yeah so people can be confusing i did c talk to a couple of similar people on instagram who were a bit more normal like there's this one girl uh i won't say names because i feel like if i say one name because they're all sort of like they follow each other you could probably like figure some stuff out. <laughs> uh but this one girl she was so sweet i basically came with the same offer and she's just like, yeah, sure. She got back to me within an hour, posted within an hour. And she said, like, all right, done. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> How? Uh, 
but yeah basically be you know be smart don't like you know don't give out like too much personal information be sure to ask questions be sure to see if they answer your questions uh and yeah i'm still just starting out here uh it's a lot of work but we crown in <laughs> we crown in just to tie the brand tie multiple brands together I need to start hyping up our podcast Instagram because I feel bad that it doesn't have as many followers as my brand new business Instagram. <laughs> I feel guilty. I'm not treating all my children equally. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm sorry if that was a long rant. That's just what I've like experienced here. Uh, nothing much else has happened. I made an envelope today, <laughs> as Caitlin saw. Uh, yeah, that's about it um let's see uh I don't think I have any other like specific topics uh you know Caitlin says she's gonna talk about college and the bench (laughs) (laughs) I was over on the bench yes Caitlin tell us how you were over on the bench oh okay so I guess we'll start this whole thread of uh my health problems since I've been at college oh yeah (laughs) we're gonna talk about how I was over on the bench uh, so, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just going to start off with the actual physical health stuff, because then you're going to yell at me if I talk about Mercury retrograde first. Oh my goodness. Caitlin's like, first of all, Mercury is in retrograde, so I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, <clears throat> I had some, I had an issue with my excretory system, and being me, I ignored it for a long time until I was like, yeah, maybe this is getting a little bit more serious. Or like, I like I didn't want it to continue and get worse, even though it was, like, wasn't really that bad. Uh, so I got put on antibiotics for three days, but the, it was like over the weekend. So the next week, actually, I don't remember what the time frame was. Oh, no, it was, like, a Tuesday, and then Friday, I went back, and I was like, hey, uh, my, like, the area by my left kidney was swollen, almost, and it hurt, and I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, that's not good, (laughs) so I went back, got put on different medication, and they sent out uh, a a lab sample to, um, like, oh, they sent out the lab sample from the health center to a outside lab to test it for whatever bacteria uh, was causing my issue. And, and so this whole time, I hadn't told my parents anything. Like, I didn't tell them that I was having this issue because I was embarrassed. Or, like, I, I didn't want them to think anything of me. But then when they were going to send the thing out to the lab they needed my health insurance information because they didn't know which lab was covered by my health insurance. And so I was pretty sure it was one, but the nurse was like, can you, is there any way you can call your parents and, and ask them what it was? So then I actually had to tell my mother, (laughs) I was like, Hey, everything's fine. Uh, but this is happening. And what's the health insurance? (laughs) What lab do we use? And it ended up being the one that I thought it was going to be, but she also said, okay, call me when you get done with your appointment. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> so I was like, I just want you to know, like, it was, <clears throat> uh, it was excretory system, basically. It's hard to manage going to the bathroom when you are in college because, like, if you're in your dorm, it's down the hall. It's not, like, immediate. So you got to put on shoes. <laughs> I know. Like, lock, lock your door and shit. <laughs> That's true. Like, the bathroom's not in your room. The way you phrased it sounded like, you know, it's not, like, instant. As if we're just constantly sitting on the toilet. You know know how in your home, in your room, instead of a desk chair, you just have a toilet? It's just so much better. (laughs) Well, they don't have those at college. (laughs) Well, no, it was, like, a few steps away if I was at home. But here, it's, like, a little bit longer. And if you're studying in the library or a student center or anything, you've got to pack up all your stuff, leave. You can't just leave your stuff as it is where you were sitting. you got to take it with you and come back. So that led to me not really regulating when I used the bathroom that well. And I think I'm pretty sure that's what caused it. So I told my mom this. And she's like, I thought that was weird because I just got diagnosed with a similar issue. And I was like, Oh, sick. 
like I like first of all I'm not the only one and second like she's not mad about her or anything because she's having a similar thing that she's going through I, and so side note I don't think your mom should be mad that like you know you're physically ill like how yeah. dare you be sick Caitlin fuck you I don't know <laughs> that's just how I think for whatever reason I think I'm a I'm a huge inconvenience to everybody <laughs> hell yeah uh, not. But uh, I just... how, how this possibly relates to astrology, like coincidentally. Uh, so, as you may or may not know, Mercury is in retrograde. Actually, Mercury's it's always going... in retrograde. No, it's not. It's go. <laughs> it's coming. It actually is not in retrograde today. Officially, it's out. Uh, but it has been for the past few weeks, and it's been retrograde in the sign of Libra, which is my rising and moon sign. And so I have a little theory uh, that when, <laughs> when when Mercury is in retrograde and it contacts one of my personal placements, like sun, moon, rising, maybe Venus, I haven't tested that out yet. Uh, but sun, and sun, moon, and rising, it affects my physical health. And uh, because the last time Mercury was retrograde in a personal placement of mine, I had mono. But I also went, I visited two colleges in Rochester, and so lots of germs there, and it was 20 degrees. So that was another element. But yeah, I had mono, and it was retrograde in my sunshine placement. So I find that interesting. And also with Libra, each sign has a, has certain body parts and organ systems that they're ruled by. So with Libra, it's the kidneys, the endocrine system, the like lower back and the skin. And so I find it funny how I had kidney issues <laughs> when when this was going on. Uh, and also, Mercury retrograde is really not that bad for me most of the time, except for this. And there was last year, it was retrograde in my second house, which rules possessions and values and stuff. And like the morning it started, my car wouldn't start. So that was something. Yeah. Fun fun time. Uh, Fun times for Kate. (laughs) Yeah, like my car wouldn't start, so I had to take my mom's car to school. I had to get a special, uh, like, dashboard piece of paper saying, like, this is a temporary different car because they have you registered at my high school by license plate number uh, Mm -hmm. to park in, like, the, the senior parking lot. So since I brought a different car, I had to get a special permit, and that took time out of my morning, and I was almost late to class. I'm pretty sure I wasn't late after all. But that caused a lot of stress for me. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. So then immediately after that issue resolved, I woke up <clears throat> on Monday morning with a – like, this is this week. I woke up on Monday morning with a fever – sore throat and throughout the day I had some nasal congestion so I was like oh god this is it uh the corona it's just turned to two pink clown singing (laughs) yeah uh but I I wasn't that concerned at first about it but then the more I thought about it the more scared I got because I was like I have I have to meet my engineering team in person tomorrow and we gotta build shit so uh how's that gonna work out for me and I have like I had like the bag of supplies I had the the file for like sanding down the pieces of wood and like a pair it was like a pair of scissors uh a rubber band some paper clips a box cutter lots of uh very interesting stuff that I'm sure everybody cares about me mentioning yeah. but I had the important I had the important supply kit and I was like how am I if I have COVID how am I gonna do this uh, but luckily, after that meeting, someone else took the supply kit, but I still have all of the main pieces of our little prototype. Mm-hmm. But I am getting better now. I'm feeling better now. But yeah. at the beginning of the week, I had those symptoms. I got checked out. They were like, a lot of strep is going around, actually, on my campus. And a lot of, they're seeing a lot of, like, cold viruses, common cold viruses that aren't coronavirus like I got tested twice for COVID both came back negative and uh so there's that uh so I basically just didn't do any like stuff outside of classes this week because I was so exhausted (laughs) so that was very fun and 
my symptoms changed like halfway through the week to where I was getting more like chest congestion. I was having trouble getting air back in when I was coughing. Faith has heard me cough many times. So I think it's not fine. pretty. It's it's not pretty. But it was it was much worse earlier this week. And so I went back in on Friday to be like, hey, my symptoms changed. <laughs> What's going on? And I was also experiencing uh, some sinus pressure, like a huge sinus headache and ear, uh, ear pressure regulation issues. And so I was like, maybe I have a sinus infection because a few weeks ago, my roommate had that and, uh, and she got put on medicine for it. And I was like, well, maybe if, if that's the case, then I can get medicine. I can actually get better because this sucks right now. But they told me the same thing. It's just a virus. Sleep, drink fluids, and uh, that's it. So I've been drinking a lot of tea and a lot of water. And I've actually been getting decent amounts of sleep. Unlike me. Except for I did take a nap yesterday. So I will brag about that to all my friends. Because they know I don't go to bed until 2 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, but after that appointment, the second appointment, I was... I was sitting on a be- park bench outside I over, over bench. I, I was over on the bench over by the health center, updating my parents on what they, what the doctor said. And I think I was still, I was texting you, Faith, at that Probably. point. Cause I, text yeah, I, cause we are friends. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think I was updating you also. And we were going to have a, a little zoom call later that because day. We are friends. And so <laughs> I wasn't paying attention and, that Friday, Friday we ha- actually had off from classes. They do this thing, they call it a recoup day because our mascots are our, our blue hens and chicken coop. They love a pun down here. Like I have a, I have a shirt from the engineering, the College of Engineering that says hashtag Hengineer because. And. And, but I love it. I love that shirt. It's really soft. I'm busy. Uh, I'm looking not to interrupt your story here, but I have so many axolotl pieces. <laughs> I'm like, it honestly, it's a little morbid just looking at all the. I feel like Frankenstein. <laughs> it's like ah uh, yes, alive. Um, so anyway, like continue. I think that some sort of promotional video for that day was being filmed because I was over on the bench. And yeah. the two mascots from my school come up, like they're walking a- up and they see me on the bench and they give me a high five each and one of them blows me a kiss and they keep walking. And I was like, like, this is a random occurrence because I just like wasn't thinking and I felt like shit. <laughs> but then oh I God, saw that's weird. Anyways, there's this guy filming it and I was like, oh, my God, if this footage ever surfaces, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Oh. I, I probably handled it really awkwardly too because I just like how do you respond to two blue hens <laughs> coming up to you while you're over on the bench <laughs> to quote John Mulaney this might as well happen <laughs> <laughs> I was over on the bench and you were dying yeah I, I would imagine you in your mind you see you see two blue hens and you just sort of forget you're at college and you're like ah yes another fever dream yeah like i'm hallucinating (laughs) but yeah someone needs some more sleep that's my that's my uh my sickness story i hope you liked it yes it concerns all of us dearly but we are entertained yeah so moral of the story here for people going to college, if your parents were really involved in taking care of you when you were sick and like you depended on them for that knowledge of like when you should go to the doctor, what medicines you should take, uh, you're going to have to learn how to manage that on your own and really take care of yourself on your own. Because I like like I'm just not good at that. I'm not good at listening to my body and all, any signs of like being sick or needing to rest more or anything like that I just push through that no matter what which is not good clearly mm-hmm. uh, but this time I was like okay I really gotta 
put in a lot of effort to get better quickly. So I really got to take this seriously. I got to drink a lot of water. I got to sleep for a long time. Like, actually go to bed at a decent hour on weekdays. Don't FaceTime Faith. Don't, I mean, don't Zoom with Faith at 10.30 p.m. And then it continues. Which I did. (laughs) No, I... I kept telling you to go to bed. She... She was sick. She's like, I'm taking NyQuil. I'm like, okay, go to bed, Caitlin. And you're like, one more thing. So there was these hens while I was on the bench. I'm like, go to bed. That hadn't happened yet when I was talking to you. <laughs> Still, it had that energy. You're like, okay, okay, I'll go to bed. One more thing. But, yeah. Yeah, I just couldn't stop because, like, I had also been isolated pretty much from people for the past four days. <laughs> Needed to tell somebody what I was experiencing so because I like, was people out of fear of COVID and like and spreading what I actually have because it's it really took it really wiped me out I don't want to give that to other people uh like I just didn't want to be around people and give that to them so I was mostly in my room for like the whole week and I would have been working in my room anyway uh on some days because of laundry but I was literally in my room most of the day most of the week because of my illness so I just mm-hmm. needed to talk to somebody and I was, somebody. I was definitely hacking 100% like I said that's why I t- kept telling you to go to bed yeah and I was also- like yeah I'm at 8 a.m and you're like so go to bed so sleep oh my gosh did I cut out no I didn't I thought I cut out an extra thing but that would be false because I'm great at counting <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. listen to your body, kids. Drink your water. Wash your Drink hands. alcohol. Do drugs. Woo. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. What uh, else? What else is happening? I'm trying to think of what I haven't covered yet. I didn't really cover like the beginning of my college experience. <laughs> uh, I did have some trouble making friends at first uh, because I didn't really vibe 100% with the people from my hall. There were a couple people that I was, like, doing stuff with, but they were always free or whatever the case was. I made a lot of friends in Swing Dance Club, actually, which is very cool. I can talk about that in a second. And, uh, yeah, I'll just talk about the clubs in a second. I haven't made it through, like, my first experience. Uh, I was really in constant panic mode for a little more than a week while getting oriented to campus and all that. Mm-hmm. I was just, like, so unsure of my surroundings and, like, oh, my God, I'm going to be late to things, and being late is not good. And so I really – I made a big effort to orient myself to campus really quickly. I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, too, with Angela. Um, mm-hmm. Just so I didn't have – I knew where everything was, like, all where – all the buildings were I didn't go into any of the buildings to find the classrooms I knew at least I knew where the buildings were uh so I didn't have any like mishaps and not finding the right room or any lateness related to that and I made this very detailed schedule of how long it would take to walk to places and building in 10 minutes in case uh in case I was running late or I couldn't find something and that was very helpful in the first week, but as, as time went on, I adjusted those alarms so I didn't need as much time. Uh, I didn't need as much time to walk, so I, I shaved off five minutes from whatever alarm I needed to leave for my calc class. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I had to figure out how to eat lunch on Fridays because I, had, I have classes back-to-back from 11.15 to 2.15, and that's like prime Ooh. lunch hours, and so I can't really like eat regularly. So I I'll just get. Lunch. I got yeah. a crunch. So I figured it out. So once I leave our engineering discussion section, which is my last class on Friday, I order something from the student center. They have this. They only take orders through Grubhub from in, in the student centers. So I'll place an order and go over there and have it. And that's been how it how it's been for the couple weeks it's been since I figured that out. I think my parents helped me figure that out. They're like, just order something. Like you don't have to 
do all this weird shit that you're trying to do. <laughs> you are making it too complicated, Caitlin. Yeah, that's what I do sometimes. Yeah. Uh, there. Yeah, and I did try to go out with people from my floor, like, very early in the experience, but I got some sort of bad feeling or, like, yeah, some sort of bad feeling. Like, I, I probably shouldn't be going there. And mm-hmm. so I, I left the group and I went back to my room and I was on this, on a call with Faith until 2 a.m. Like a responsible college student. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I get what you mean. Like, you know, some people, it's not even like, ooh, it's just, just look out for parties. No, it can be like, you know, any sort of situation. Just be sure, you know, you get a bad vibe, just don't. <laughs> so do we want to talk about my, my student organization that I'm in, or do we want to talk about Jojo Siwa? <laughs> Those are options. Uh, I feel like the people would say Jojo Siwa. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would. So, as most of the world knows, Jojo Siwa is on Dancing with the Stars, and she's the first contestant in history to have a same-sex partner Yay. to dance with. Gay. Yeah. And it made me think about, like, the history of uh, gay or lack thereof on the show. And... Uh, I didn't realize this until recently, but one of the judges, Bruno, is very bi, and I did not realize that until recently, like, when I was thinking about this. Like, what what other things have they done that were gay? And, <coughs> excuse me. You're good. And it made me think about, like, with the Latin dances, he compliments all the contestants, he compliments the contestants on, like, their sexiness equally. Like, you are all if- equally sexy. Like, sometimes you'll have a guy contestant that has never had his chest hair removed before and is, like, or, like, is not really comfortable uh, not wearing a shirt. And then they do that in the dance, and he gets very excited about that. And, like, and he compliments the woman in the same way, calls them bombshells, you know. Uh, Of course. Naturally. And so... And a recent example of this was, uh, I don't remember what contestant it was, but one of the guys in a Latin dance pointed at Bruno, like, made eye contact with him, and then, like, took his shirt off. Like, he he was shirtless with a blazer or, like, a suit jacket, and then he yeah. points at Bruno, and he takes off the suit jacket and continues dancing. As one does. And I was like, hell yeah. Um, and I adding to... Hi, <laughs> gay. Adding to this thing with Bruno he did a dance he choreographed a dance for like these two couples on the show I was 13 when I saw this which explains a lot (laughs) (laughs) but uh he did this dance it was like a tango to uh like the famous uh the famous section of the opera Carmen like the mm-hmm. habanera section very famous orchestral piece and so he did that and i love that piece too again i this really impacted me a lot i think but he made it so that uh like the two women and the two men were dancing at one point like they had mm-hmm. a, they had a few seconds of time where that was the case and it was it was very much real <laughs> i guess you could say but like I it made me really happy to remember that, and so that's like the gayest they've been until now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, JoJo is improving on this. And I noticed that their dancing was more like the choreography was more so side by side at the beginning, like showing that uh, the two women were equal. Whereas in a lot of uh, like man and woman ballroom partner dynamics it's very clear that the man has the control and so I thought that was interesting that they didn't have the courage to do that yet in in their in the um same-sex partnership and I was really wanting to see that and I think they've improved on that in the past couple weeks I keep sending faith all Jojo Siwa's dances when I see them because I'm like this is fantastic 
So, so I must review it. <laughs> yeah. This podcast may or may not become a Dancing with the Stars recap show. Like all the like you know the all the like RuPaul's drag race recap shows. <laughs> yes. I will be that for Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I would assume. Yes. And uh but this past week was Disney week and so they did uh dance to A Dream's Wish Your Heart Makes from Cinderella and Jojo was the prince. And so that was really cool. And that was a very very much more like traditional dynamic except it was like the same sex couple. So I that's what I wanted. They gave the people what they wanted. And also the show was only written for Caitlin. If Caitlin does not approve, <laughs> the show has zero ratings and it fails. Well I'm sure other people like other queer people who watch the show, uh, there probably aren't that many, but <laughs> they no. might they might think of think of it the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything I missed? Uh, no, but uh, there are these uh, I call them the aggressive Christians. They're very intense, uh, devout Christian people that stand outside the dining hall with signs and yell about Jesus as the students walk by, and so. For a little while, I, I listen to music a lot when I walk around campus. Uh, Montero, the song Montero would come on as soon as I reached them. Love that And song. I was like, Continue. oh, that's funny. And so I just think I really want JoJo to do a dance to that song at some point because gay. <laughs> because gay. Anyways, we are running out of time here. I did have a very short story uh, that I thought Caitlin would enjoy. Uh so I was in the car with my mom, and I don't know how this topic came up at all whatsoever. Uh, I think we were just talking about, like, safety and how to be safe. Um, and Street smart. Yes. So uh, she was talking about, I like, you know, uh, how the wrong advice is given, like, when you are kidnapped. Like I said, I wish I remembered the context of the conversation. I don't. <laughs> but she's just like, when people, you know, these days people say like, oh, you know, you got a reason with the kidnapper. No, you run. Because, you know, no one comes out of the woods. And she's like, there used, to, in my day, there used to be this guy who would come on TV and, and he had this big mustache. And I'm like, JJ Bitten. JJ Bitten. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, how'd you know? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> That's awesome. Street smart. Yeah, she, she's just like, yeah, no one comes back. And I'm like, from the secondary location. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that. I knew you'd enjoy it. <laughs> But yeah, I like how she said that. She's just like, man, you know, the guy with the mustache. I'm like, JJ bitten by. <laughs> and I love it. Like, did she literally say secondary location too? Yes. Like she said that seriously. <laughs> That's because if you okay, before we close out, there are clips. I'll send them to Caitlin online of not the whole thing, but of JJ bitten binders like. Uh, parts of like his sort of presentations it wasn't to a group of kids it was to a group of adults because you know how often adults get kidnapped uh but i could tell it was very old and you can tell that john malay did a very good impression of how we talked. <laughs> oh really oh yes that's great send that to you but yeah i okay. just that was the funniest thing that's <laughs> happened brought me so much joy because that made my day because <laughs> it's just like that john mulaney quote where he's like the man with the mustache told me to do it <laughs> <laughs> i think jj bittenbinder will forever be remembered as you know the big or not the big but just the mustache man who told us how to not get kidnapped <laughs> That's, now i've run know. him off his breath <laughs> <laughs> But yes, the episode title probably is going to be I was over on the bench, but there are so many references in this episode. Yes. All right. We got to close out. Uh, Go follow two pink clowns on Instagram. Follow my business account, Faith's Fuzzy Creations. That will be all. Goodbye. (laughs) We clowning. We clowning. (laughs)